What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations based on God's Word because it is the truth of God's Word that sets you free and brings grace to every hearer. This is Hope Lamberson, and you are listening to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. Alicia Moran is a native of Louisiana. Growing up in a pastor's home, she has spent her entire life in ministry. From pastoring and traveling, she has helped thousands of people grow in their walk with God and pursue a life beyond the norm. She's a friend, a speaker, a podcaster. Alicia's voice transcends race, gender, age, and tradition. Her humor, passion, and love for people is seen, read, and heard throughout her ministry. She and her husband, Caleb, travel extensively, helping people from all walks of life. She's a proud mother of five. She delights in raising her children to love and serve God while serving His people. Will you guys please welcome on today's podcast, Straight Talk with Hope, my friend, Alicia Moran. Hey guys, I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. And as you guys have been following all around the world and getting ready to meet some of my special guests, today I am so excited to introduce you to one of my friends and guests of her own podcast. Will you please welcome Alicia Moran? Alicia, are you there, girl? I am here. Hey, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited. Thank you for asking me to join. Yes, I'm so excited. We were actually just texting and making sure that we were still a go (laughs) for today. And I literally just texted Alicia and I was like, oh my gosh, hang on. I'm having to (laughs) settle down my three boys. Which, you know, I understand completely. (laughs) Yes. So Alicia is a boy mom too, as well she has a daughter and I am also a boy mom of three little boys and so we totally get each other when it comes to all the rowdiness and wrestling and wars absolutely all the craziness (laughs) okay so I want us to talk about before we get in today's hashtag like we kind of do this where we have guests on and some of our guests that follow don't always know um, my different friends and different people we have on for the interviews and stuff. So can we just kind of talk a little bit about how we know each other? Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking about a few of these things and, um, you know, we both grew up in ministry. So for those of you who Uh don't know, we're like PKs down to the hard wire. Like we've seen everything, probably nothing catches (laughs) us. Everything we didn't want to see or we wanted to see, we saw it whether we wanted to or not. (laughs) Totally. We even heard some things we didn't want to hear. (laughs) That is true. Um, So we are both like ministry PKs, preacher's kids, for those of you Mm -hmm. who don't know what that is. And um, both of our parents went to Rama Bible School. And we both actually, me and Alicia actually attended uh, Rama Bible School around the same time frame. Yep. So is there anything else that you can think of within those years? Like when I think back to all those years, it was like 20 something years ago. Oh my gosh. How is that even possible? (laughs) I know. It sounds like we were, we were already adults and it was 20 years ago. So I know it's so crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, just to think that we are like already like approaching 40s in our 40s. Yeah. I'm just like, holy father, like this is I know so crazy how time flies. I know. Well, did you did you graduate, Rayma, or did you go? Yeah, yeah. I ended up going two years at Rayma, and I actually graduated in two thousand and one. So, what okay. what year did you graduate? Okay, so didn't graduate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went one year, and okay. then ended up over the summer before going back the second year. I ended up getting engaged. Yeah, and started working in the ministry for my dad. And so it just so happened that um, I just didn't end up going back. I got that MRS degree. <laughs> yes, those are the best degrees. <laughs> I love that. So, but I did enjoy my time there, and I know our paths crossed for sure. Yes, I just remember there being like so many um, young people back then when we were yeah. attending, and I was, of course, like excited for a new change, fresh. I had just graduated high school and actually went like literally a few months before high school. Um, and wow. so that was a new, big, scary experience for real. <laughs> well, um, and that's a lot of freedom too, to go from living in your parents' home with all the roles. And then all of a sudden you have all this freedom to, to do whatever you wanted to do. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It was, it was not a good situation for me in that. <laughs> you were not ready. <laughs> I was definitely not ready. Um, okay. Absolutely. So I got a couple questions, some fun questions before we like get into all the spiritual talk kind of things. Okay. Um, so the first question I have is this is what gets you up in the morning? Okay. I am a fan of fresh starts. So I love a new day and I'm, I'm the girl that loves Mondays. Like, I'm like, Oh, how awesome. A brand new week. You know, like if I didn't do awesome last week, Hey, I got another shot at doing good this week. So I am a huge fan of new starts. Yeah. So to me, it's like an opportunity to do better than the day before to make better choices. Like I cheat on my diet or, you know, whatever, you know how that is. You're like, yeah. I didn't get my workout in, cheated, whatever. You got a fresh start. So, um, to me, that's like the first thing that gets me up is I'm like, Hey, it's a new day. Like this is another opportunity. Like if yesterday was horrible, we got another shot at this. Yes. So I would say that's my first thing that gets me up. My second thing that gets me up is coffee. Yes. Cause I love that first cup of coffee. And if I know, if I know, if I don't get up quick enough or early enough, that I won't be able to drink it alone. Yeah. And so I value, <laughs> I value coffee and I value it alone. Right. Five kids. So that's what's like, gets me up. I'm like, Alicia, you better not hit snooze one more time. You're going to miss that alone time. So. It's so powerful. <laughs> that alone time. I'm telling you, I'm the same way. We have a middle son and he is like the coffee thief. Like oh, it doesn't matter how you like your coffee, if it's brewed at home or if it's at a coffee store, uh -huh. he is going to find a way to like hide and get your coffee and drink all of it. And the That's matter is, yes. And so I'm like you where I'm like, I have to get up in the morning just once uh -huh. so I can enjoy my coffee time alone, but mm -hmm. two, it, it'll stay hot. Right. And, and I have so, to keep heating it up. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> what kind of coffee do you like to drink? Do you have a particular brand or are, do you drink it straight black or with cream? Well, okay. Typically I would do, um, I love Starbucks, but, um, at home typically I'll do like a, you know, I'm from Louisiana, CC's coffee. So, yeah. um, I usually do it just a CC's coffee and we've been doing this. My husband, and I've been doing this new, uh, fasting, where we do intermittent fasting. Yeah. So it, 
I am, I am always the biggest fan of a lot of cream and a little bit of sugar, like, mm-hmm. you know, more cream than even coffee. Yeah. But now that we've been doing fasting, I can only drink it black with a Splenda. Mm-hmm. And I've actually like, I actually like it now. Yeah. So I've been drinking it and um, I actually like it. So when I'm not fasting, I forget sometimes and I still have black coffee with a Splenda. Yeah. So I guess it takes <laughs> about 150 calories out of it. Yeah. You know? Or if you go to Starbucks, it takes about a thousand calories out of it. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. I would have to agree. Um, okay. So question number two is this, what is your go-to product in your life that you're just like, I cannot live without this product. Okay. So right now, or really the past like year or so I've been using Rodan and Fields lash boost. Eye eyelash serum. Uh huh. And, um, so it's the the stuff that makes your eyelashes grow. Yeah. And oh my goodness, it works like so good. And I can tell like when I run out and I, I don't refill for a few months, like my eyelashes shrink back up like little <laughs> tiny baby eyelashes. And I'm like, wait, 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 where'd you go? Where'd you go? Yeah. I'm like, Rodan and Fields, take my money. I need my eyelashes back. So um, I like that. I'm, I'm really loving that right now because I can actually tell a difference when I don't use it. So. That is so cool. Okay, so I missed the first part of it. Did you say it's Rogan Fields? Rodan and Fields. Okay, so I have some of that. Somebody actually surprised me one day and bought me some of that, and I still have not used it because oh, I'm like, I hope you have to use I it. I know. I so want to. I've been hanging on to those fake eyelashes that you put uh-huh. on for right. like the last three years. See, you can be free from that, girl. See, I need to be free. <laughs> See, this is a divine connection right here. <laughs> well, <laughs> and so many of my friends get eyelash extensions. And to me, and people will ask me, do you have eyelash extensions? I'm like, no, I swear. I just use this serum. So, um, and I just don't, I, my commitment level's low when it comes to upkeep and stuff like that. And I know I just wouldn't keep up with it. So the serum is my (laughs) go-to. Yeah, I totally have to try that out. Okay. Question number three is what is one word in this season of life that maybe God has spoken to you? And why do you think that that's the word he's spoken to you? Um, I would say what keeps coming up and has been coming up, um, for a year now is the word new. And I think it's because he's doing something new in our lives that we don't, we really don't recognize Yeah, and we aren't familiar with it and it's out of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So I think he has to remind us, okay, stop this is something new because when he reminds us that he's doing something new, it helps me to adjust my mindset. So I don't keep referring back to the past for direction or for a point of reference. Like, you know how you have like those, those actions that are just habitual and yeah. a thought process that's just habitual to pattern and a cycle and a way of thinking. Yeah. And so when I adjust my mindset that he's doing something new, it, it helps me to break that pattern of thinking like, okay, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be like what it used to be because it's something new. So it helps me to like quit looking back for a point of reference and, and forget about the past and just look ahead. Cause he's, he's really doing something new. And that's just really, really what I sense. And, um, and I feel like even though it's not necessarily in my comfort zone, not necessarily anything that I'm familiar with. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we have that that comfort of familiarity. Mm. And so when you lose the comfort of familiarity, 
you really have to like begin to trust God. And I think that's what he's done. I feel like he's ripped that familiarity away from me Yeah, to be like, you're not going to lean on familiarity. You're not going to lean on whatever used to be or the way you always used to do things. You're going to lean on me completely and entirely. Yeah. So I think that's why he keeps just saying new Alicia, like full stop. Stop thinking that way. We're doing something new, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, The last couple of guests that we've had on the podcast, everybody's kind of saying the same thing. And I've even gone back and listened, you know, to some of the podcasts, even from the beginning of this year, January, with different guests on up until now. Mm -hmm. And that's one common thing that everybody keeps saying is, they feel like God wants them to, you know, do something new or let go of the past or just start doing something. And, um, you know, last year in one of my devotional times, the Lord was talking to me about that scripture, Philippians three, where it says, forgetting what is behind you and pressing towards what is out in front of you. Right. And, you know, I had always kind of grown up with that, um, scripture kind of being like, forget the bad things, you know, like forget your sins, failures, mistakes, the regrets, all this kind of stuff, forget it so that you can embrace something new. And I totally agree with that. Like we do need to forget the bad things too. But one day in my devotional time, the Lord was like, hope that scripture is also referring to forgetting even the good things because it was in the past. And whether we're holding on to things in our past that were good or not good, God says we want to embrace the fullness of the new that he has for us in every season that he wants us to walk in because we have not learned to let it go. And it reminded me of what you said, that familiarity, like what things in my life do maybe I used to do or I was a part of, but now God is saying, even though it was good, you kind of need to let that season go so that you can step into the new. And that makes me think of your, uh, your hashtag. So on straight talk, we Uh do these hashtags and you probably have known about it for a little bit, but on straight talk, we, we give it to you real, like (laughs) it's the (laughs) truth of God's word that sets people free. Yeah. And so I'm I'm kind of like that in my own life where I don't always like um to hear the truth especially if it's something about myself that would well, be no. negative. I mean, yeah. Of course not. Nobody does. <laughs> but there's so much power and wisdom when things yes. bring out clarity when you speak the truth that it'll even make you a better mom or a wife or a friend or whatever it may be. And so on straight talk the um the hashtag that we're going to talk about today for those of you listening is um, hashtag sunrise, which I love that. And so Alicia, I'm just going to let you kind of jump in here and talk about what that hashtag means to you. Okay. So, um, you know, I was coming out of a difficult season not too long ago and where it just seemed like the sun was setting on everything that meant anything to me in my life. Mm -hmm. And in a way that, meant it was over. There was darkness, like this is it. And, and so, you know, I was going through that difficult time and, and going through this thing where I felt like there is no new to, to be had. Like I could not even fathom, um, the new way life was going to be. I couldn't fathom how things were going to be better. Cause you know, sometimes when you liked, you like what was in the past. Yeah. Because like you said, it's not always a bad thing. There's good things. So when it's good things that you're letting go of, 
and even good people and good dreams and good plans that you're letting go of. It's like heart-wrenching and heartbreaking. And you just cannot imagine that God has something better than that in store for you, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was just a heart-wrenching time. And I know we've all gone through that heartbreak where you just, you feel like you're, your soul is sick, not even necessarily sick with sin, but sick with sadness. Yeah. And that was the place that I was in. And I had a pastor friend come come up to me in a meeting and everyone was praying and they were praying for different people. And she came and she whispered in my, in my ear. And she said, Alicia, this isn't the sun setting. This is the sun rising. Mm. And I was like, Oh my gosh just because I had not thought of it that way. I haven't, I hadn't thought of it actually like, okay, this has to end so that the new thing can begin. Yeah. And even though it's super painful and we don't understand it and we don't even see a way out, yeah. God has something special ahead. So the sun is rising. So for me, it's like, it, just because there is a shift in your story, because you know, we all have our story yeah. planned out in our head, right? <laughs> we have this story of what our life's going to look like, how many kids we're going to have, you know, and for you and I, it's, it's ministry and what that's going to look like and where it's going to be and how we're going to do it. Yeah. And so when there's a shift in that story of, of that familiar place that you think like, this is where it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to be. And these are the people I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. And so when there's a shift in your story or a bump in your story, it doesn't mean it's over. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we can think like, okay, well, this means that it's just over. That's the end. Like there's nothing new to be had, but really when there's a shift, listen, even if it's brought on by ourselves, like maybe it's something that we've (laughs) self-inflicted a bump in our own road and it's our own fault. Um, it doesn't matter. God just jumps in. He's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. The story changed a little bit, but that's okay. We're just going to rearrange it here and there. And we're going to make this work and we're going to turn this around and we're going to make it into something beautiful. And that's just what he does because we are his masterpiece. So he's painting the picture. Yeah. He has painted who we are. He's painted our story. And so he sees every little mark that we may think is like, oh, that's an ugly mark in our story. Yeah. That is an ugly mark in the story. And he's like, look, I can get in there and I can make something beautiful out of that ugly mark. Yeah. And that's just what he does because when you're his, he can do that. Yeah. And so when you give your future and you give your hurts and your past and everything over to him, then he's like, okay, thank you. Now I, I can make something beautiful out of that. You may not be able to, but that's okay. We're, we're not working with your ability. We're working with my ability. And so he does what only he can do. And, you know, I think about too, um, and I know everyone's seen it, that meme with the, the little girl standing before Jesus and she has her tiny teddy bear in her hand Uh And she, and Jesus has his hand out and he's trying to get her to hand over the tiny teddy bear. Yeah. And behind his back, he has this giant teddy bear Yeah. and she's looking at Jesus with these sad eyes. Like, don't make me give it up. Yeah. But what he, what she doesn't know is he's got something bigger and better that you wouldn't even want. You wouldn't even want that little teddy bear. Yeah. Once you saw what God had. And so it just reminds me of that where it's like, okay, God's just like, look. 
I know we have to surrender what was and we have to surrender the past and you have to give up what you find precious and what you think is the best version of your life. Yeah. But when you give that up, it gives him the ability to then hand over what he has and it's always better. Yeah. And so I just love that because I just love that because I feel like humanity uh, is always, you know, shutting people down and judging people off, off of one chapter in their story. Yeah. And I just love it because God just has a totally different perspective. And I think he really loves jumping into the middle of stories like that yeah. and saying, okay, when all of humanity thinks it's over for you, we're going to show them yeah. that it's not over, that we're going to do something new. That's so good. So I love that. So even when you think you have a, a messed up story or you've messed it up yourself, he always turns it around yes. and makes it into something good. So, you know, the process of, of letting go can be so painful, Yeah, but it's always worth it in the end, even if we can't see it yeah. right then in that time. And, you know, what I always cling to, and I'm sure so, so many of you and has probably heard this scripture over and over. And so you just kind of, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. But if you really take time to hear what he's saying in Isaiah 43, where he says, stop dwelling on the past. Mm -hmm. Don't even remember. And again, what I think about is the same thing that you said earlier. He's not, he didn't say stop dwelling on the bad things. He just said the past period. Yeah. That's the good and the bad. Yeah. Stop dwelling on the past. Don't even remember the former things. I'm doing something brand new, something unheard of. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's going to be something good. Yeah. And he says, even now it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. And for him to say that, that I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert means that he is going to make something possible that looks impossible. Yeah. And that, I that mean, how back, awesome is that? Yeah. It goes exactly back to what you were saying. It's trusting in his ability trusting that he's got it all figured out. Even when we're like, what the heck is happening? How is Jesus going right. to fix this? You know, he's got all the answers that we need. If we'll just, like you said, that teddy bear illustration, giving it over what God is asking you to give over. Cause so many times people like say they want to give it over, say they want to leave the past, but then, you know, the enemy's so stupid, but he comes in and tries to like trip people up in their thoughts or, bring something right. up on social media or whatever it may be. And he's like, no, I want you to fully trust in me. I w that's, that's how we get into that season of the newness. That's how we right. get into where God is taking us. Like you were saying is trusting in his ability, trusting that he's got it all completely figured out and, and giving right. our lives over to God. And, and when we do that, when we give our lives over to God, it is a process, you know, like you said, like right. it is something much better that he has in plan, even if our mind cannot understand it. But at the same time, what, what do you say that in the midst of that process? Cause I know there's a lot of people and they're like tuning in and listening right now, but they're like, Alicia hope, I want to give it over. I want to forget about it. I want a new way of living, a better way of, of living, but how do I yeah. do that on a daily basis? What, it, what did that process look like for you to begin to step into that sunrise? Well, I think that one of the most important things 
was I had to shut down the thoughts and the memories and the replaying of the past and not just that, but replaying in my mind what I thought was going to happen and it didn't. So when that didn't happen and, and those memories still try to replay and the, the uh, imagination tries to, to say, what if, you know, what if this didn't happen? What if this happened? You know, everything would have been great. And, you know, it's all these things that the enemy uses to try and get you down and try and get you depressed and get your focus back on what was, and also to get your focus on what is not now a disappointment on what, on what could have been that is not going to happen now. Yeah. And so to me, the most important thing is your thought life, because if you will, um, focus on everything that the enemy puts in your mind to focus on, mm-hmm. you will, you will have a really hard time trusting in, in what God has. And so for me, I had to really shut down those thoughts and those imaginations and just say, okay, I am not dwelling on the past. I'm not going to dwell on what, what is lost, what has been lost, the future that I feel like has been lost, Yeah, but I'm going to dwell and let my heart soar and my imagination soar on how God is going to do something really great in this new season. And so I am, I'm making this conscious choice. And that may be every single day. That may be every hour that I'm having to make that choice to say, okay, God, I am just, I'm grabbing your hand and you are leading me through this. And I believe you're leading me to a better place. So I think it's so important. It's vitally important, your thought life and what you allow to come and and what you allow to stay Mm. in your mind. That's good. Yeah, that's so powerful right there. That last statement you just made, what you allow to come into your mind, what you allow to stay and what you allow to let go. Um, Right. Because there's so much power and truth found in that. You know, as you were talking, I'm just thinking of just different things, like even in my own life. For one, I'm like, this girl is on fire. She is lit. <laughs> like we need a preaching duo. <laughs> right We're going to tag team right? girl. They better look out. <laughs> um, but I'm just thinking about all the different, you know, situations in life, how the enemy and he said, su- he's such a liar. You know, that's the, the enemy's number one job in our he lives is. is to still kill and destroy us. And however he can do it, you know, I was actually even just telling my oldest son the other day, we were talking about like your gifts, talents, and abilities, your callings, your futures, what you think you want your life to look like, what you're going to be, all these kind of things. And, you know, I was telling him, I was like, you know, just as much as you have this relationship and connection with God and you're discovering your gifts and talents, or maybe you're talking to God and you're trying to figure out what your next steps are in life or what he's going to do in you and through you. I said, the enemy is just as much aware of those callings. That's right. God is the one who says, yeah, I want to do something new, but I want to do it my way. And God's ways are so much better than our ways. But at the same time, the enemy comes and I was telling my oldest son that I said he comes and he lies to us that we're never going to make yeah. it to the new way we're never going right, to right. be able to um, you know go into the direction that God wants us to go in because of all these other things or like you said your mind starts playing mind tricks or mind games on you like 
you know, and, and the sky's the limit with the thoughts. But I told him, I said, that's right. where you have to like take captivity over those thoughts, that's right. like what you were saying, whether it's every hour, every day, every week. And you remind yourself, I know how I have to do this yeah. all the time, even within myself, that I am like, hope you remind yourself of how God, the father sees you. And it doesn't matter what you said or what you've done in any season or point or year of your entire life in ministry or not in ministry, God still loves you. And his plan for you has never, ever changed. The direction may have changed a little bit. The path may have changed a little bit, or it's not what it seemed, but God's plan and the calling of God on our lives never changes. It doesn't change. So I think that that's, that's right. so good about just all of it, like the sunrise and a new beginning, fresh starts yeah. and everything. What is um, what is one thing right now, you know, you were talking about the word new and stuff, but what is one thing right now in your kind of sphere of life, if you will? I know that you're, you know, also starting some new things in your life. What Can you kind of touch on, if God puts something in your heart, maybe there's somebody out there and they have a vision or a goal or a dream mm-hmm. or something. And maybe their mind is playing tricks on them or they've dealt with insecurities right. or a past. What would you say, like in the midst of everything that has kind of gone on in your world in the last few years and you're stepping into kind of this new season and this new phase and maybe you have some of it planned out, but maybe you're like, I don't have a clue <laughs> right. what this is going to look like or sound like. You're just taking baby yeah. steps like all of us. But yeah. what would you tell somebody like to, if they're feeling discouraged? Okay. First of all, there's something, something that I'm very passionate about and I always think about is you have this one life to live. Yeah. God has given us this one life and we are stewarding this life that he gave us. And it's such a gift. And there's a reason and a purpose that he put you on the earth at this time. And if he, and if he's stirring something in your heart to do, step out and do it. And discouragement is straight from the pit of hell because discouragement will come and it, and it robs you of your courage. And it robs you of your strength and it tries to pull you back into a place of fear where you think, I am not qualified. It doesn't matter if you are qualified because God is the one that qualifies. So it doesn't matter what people think. And I know a lot of times we all get hung up on this. What are people going to say? What are people going to think? They're going to think, who does she think she is? Or who does he think he is? They're they're not qualified to do that. If God called you, he is the one that qualified you. And he's, he's already placed in you what you, what you need to have to do what he's called you to do. And so to me, you have one life to, one life to live, step out, step out in faith, do what he's called you to do. And who cares what people think? The most liberating thing you can do in your life is to stop caring what people think and only care what God thinks about what you do because you're not accountable to them. You're only accountable to God. It's so true. That will preach in a nutshell. That's another hashtag. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. See, I got to preach that to myself every day. (laughs) That's exactly right. And people can get lost in that too. Like people can totally get lost in appearances or caring about what people are saying or doing. And, oh gosh, and I'm not really one that 
falls into that trap, but there has been different seasons in my life where I have dealt with some of those things. And you just have to like psych yourself up every single day saying, you know, Mm -hmm. like I said, talk to yourself. For me, I just said this to somebody the other day. Um, They were doing like a, a live feed or something on Facebook. And so I was watching it and they were talking about the power of your thoughts and stepping into the new seasons and all these kinds of things. And one of the things that they said was, how do you, you deal with that? How do you wrestle with a thought? And so I just basically said, like, for me in my life, I've tried answering a thought, like thinking another thought (laughs) or even (laughs) answered a thought by even thinking like a godly thought, like a scripture came up and I would answer it in my thoughts. And one day the Lord was like, hope that's good. But he was like, what I really want you to do and where the power is found in overcoming a thought is found in you opening your mouth and answering a thought, answer it out loud and declare my goodness over your life. Yes, I agree with that 100%. I feel the same way. I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't quite work the same when you just try to think a thought down. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> but the power is in your words. Yeah, it's so true. So I, I agree. I've, I've had to do that too, especially dealing with fear or anxiety yeah. and just saying, no, I shut that down right now in the name of Jesus. And devil, I want you to hear me out of my mouth, yeah. not just in my mind, but out of my yeah. mouth. You are a liar and I don't believe yes, you. Yes, and as those cars are driving by looking at us crazy, like, right. who are we talking to? I'm like, oh, well, I don't care. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Well, they're like, there's a crazy lady over here. Someone called her. Right. Car. Seriously. Like, does her car tax say Christian? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I have just so enjoyed so much just talking to you. I know that you have so many things that you've got mm. planned. Hey, how is the homeschooling going for y'all with five kids? Okay. So I got a little loophole going on because my kids go to public yeah. school. And with public school... Um, there is no, they can't, it's not equal opportunity Mm -hmm. for all children to get their schoolwork done. So they pretty much just put like volunteer schoolwork out there on the internet. If you want to do it, you can, if you don't there, cause they say, if you don't do the schoolwork, it's, if you do it, it's not going to count anyway. And so I got to be honest, we've been on the lazy bus over here. And I'm like, y'all want to learn something? No. Okay. Me I, I think I'm going to have to move to Louisiana then. Over here in I, our I state, know. it is not that way. My boys are also in really? public school, my three. And oh. they they are not playing over here. Like, I really? Yes, I am spending. Girl, check the fine print. Check the fine print. I, I promise you it says this will not be counted for anything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our teachers over here are texting and emailing all kinds of stuff. Like, we are getting legit oh grades gosh. even back every week. I get, a, are yeah, you serious? I get an assessment back from their teachers saying if they failed or passed a test or submission I was just telling somebody the other day I'm like I really think that they think my kids are in college right now taking college courses because like every single Monday it's like five hours of homework yeah it's insane I told Ryan I'm like 
I don't know what is happening, but I am never homeschooling. <laughs> ever oh, Lord, again. no. Right. So. <laughs> You're like, if this was the trial, it ain't going to happen. It's <laughs> crazy. So, well, at least you guys are having somewhat of a break. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, but let's be honest, my kids aren't going to know anything next year. <laughs> going into the new grade, it's like, oh, father. You're like, oh, we never learned this. My mom never taught me this. Oh, my Believe me, my mom, my mom texts me every single week. Now, are you sure they're not supposed to be doing schoolwork? I'm like, oh. no, leave me alone. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Well, before we close out today, can you tell everybody how they can begin to follow you on social media? Talk a little bit about Oh, your yeah. podcast too, that kind of thing, if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, my website is aliciahankinsmoran.com. And uh, my Instagram is also Alicia Hankins Moran. My Facebook is also Alicia Hankins Moran. But um, here's here's a tricky. The podcast is the Alicia Moran podcast. I dropped the Hankins yeah. there. So um, the podcast is the Alicia Moran podcast. You can uh, check it out on iTunes, Spotify, and um yeah, come check it out. It's brand new because God's doing something yes. new and I'm excited. To and be I it. love it. I've <laughs> already listened to it uh, already and it is so inspiring and I love it. You guys have to make sure you check it out and listen and subscribe. Awesome. All right, friend. Thank you yes, so much. Thank you for joining me on the Straight Talk with Hope. I had such a great time with you and I just look forward to seeing all the new things and the Amen. many sunrises that God does in your life and in your family's life. Alicia, love you so much. Thank you, girl. I love you. All Thank right. you so Have much. All right. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode and it spoke to your heart, go on Apple iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. We love to see what you guys are saying about the podcast as well as sharing them on your social media platforms. If you want to learn more information about who we are, what we're doing, and where we're going, check out hopelamberson.com. You can also access us and follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And let me tell you about something new that we have on Facebook. We have a private group open to anybody that is wanting to join the private group called Straight Talk with Hope. On this group page for Facebook, it is basically downloading devotionals, messages, topics you guys want to discuss, where we have conversations with each other who are in the group. I look forward to seeing you on there, and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope for you. We'll see you back here on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast.